Hey moms, I am so honored to share this space with you and to be able to welcome you to Beyond Motherhood Radio. Here we will talk all things motherhood and parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach and former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I'm on a mission to help you raise amazing human beings, live your purpose, and stay somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. My name is Brittany LaJoy, and I'm your host. Welcome to another Tuesday. It is Quick Tip Tuesday. Excited to bring this episode today because it is my job to keep it brief and quick and send you on your way with some tangible things that you can use today. So today's episode is all about how to win the power struggle with your kids without giving away your personal power. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you want to learn. I know you want more tools for your toolbox, and I know that you want to be just the best parent that you can be. And I know you want your child to have an amazing life. And selfishly, you probably want them to look back on their childhood with nothing but good thoughts, right? It's not that easy. So every time we drop a little bit more into your parenting bucket, we are winning. So please don't get defeated. And I bring this up because I read a comment the other day on a pretty popular parenting Instagram page that says something like, does anyone else here feel like a failure every time they come to this page and the comments below her comment were that were in agreement were remarkable like the the sheer amount of people who commented on that one comment it was very enlightening for me so i want to lead with this today before we jump in to any of the topic i just want to lead with this parenting it's not a give it a try hope it sticks type of thing right we're not like going in with all of these tools and we're super prepared and then everything hits right away. That's not how it works. It's more like I'll learn this tiny, tiny tip on this singular topic that I'm struggling with right now. I'll implement it immediately. I'll pull my hair out when it doesn't work, but then I'll remember that consistency is key in parenting. Try it again, then again, then again, and see some success success after maybe attempt number five. And then we go through something totally new and we try it all again. So if you feel like parenting is like a hamster wheel of, oh my gosh, by the time I actually figure this stuff out, my kids are going to be adults, you are not alone. So today, take a deep, long breath. Please really do that. And use this time to make one more drop into your parenting toolbox and come away feeling okay and empowered because you actually do know what you're doing. So let's get into the topic here today. If I were to ask most groups of parents this question, what do you want your kids to be or how do you want your kids to act? The response would most likely be respectful. I want them to show respect. Oftentimes, however, this term comes from a place of demanding compliance. So what I mean by that is we envision respect as no matter what I say, you're going to listen to it and you're going to do it right away right? For many of us, that's how we were raised, whether it was in the school system, whether it was in our own homes. uh, It it was just the way that it was. That is what respect was or is in our brains, because that's how we were 
demanded to show that and through compliance compliance that's why in my opinion and there's no i don't have research on this but in my opinion that's why i i feel like we have so many people pleasers or recovering people pleasers or people with lack of boundaries or lack of self-respect or lack of autonomy so what i'm getting at here is that parents might really be requesting 100% compliance but this is achieved through demand coupled with fear tactics in order for the child to present as if they are respectful. And if you can imagine, this is pretty harmful for both the child and you as the parent, because with a constant level of fear, fear that they're being disrespectful, or uh, if they just don't immediately comply, they are, are not a good kid. This leaves the child with a lack of internal motivation. And internal motivation is really something that we want to establish and help grow in our children. Over time, they will be driven by the external need to prove their goodness when in reality, kids are always good. Kids are being kids. And their growing brains need molding. The neural pathways are formed when kids are explicitly taught expectations and they're, they're shown through modeling and consistency by their caretakers. What's expected? Children will look to us and they'll make those connections in their brains as they get closer to age seven when the prefrontal cortex is becoming more developed and they'll be able to make meaning of their experiences. So for example, prior to age seven, they will take in all of what they see and all of what they hear and they'll use that to create neural pathways of understanding. So when they reach age seven, their prefrontal cortex will start to conceptualize these understandings and make decisions and problem solve based on these, based on these understandings that they've literally established throughout their entire lives. The conversation in their brain might sound something like this. I see that when my mom asks my dad to help her with switching the laundry, he doesn't argue with her. He will gladly help. I know from hearing this over the years that he is showing her respect. I also see that when my dad wants to talk, my mom asks us, the kids, to wait a moment so she can listen to him. I know that she is showing him respect by giving him her full attention. And when I am patient, I am being respectful too. This now makes sense to me. So how do we get our children to show respect and listen without fear tactics and without power over parenting, which is having all the control? This might sound idealistic and maybe super far off from your current reality in your home, but remember, we are not seeking perfection. So let's dive in on four quick tips today on how to win the power struggle with your child or your student, because let's face it, as the parent and the adult, we want to be in control. But unfortunately, I would say maybe fortunately, so does your child. We want to teach them how to want to be in control of things, their feelings, their body, their decisions. But we don't want to do it in such a way that we are instilling fear in them to be externally motivated by fear. I hope that makes sense. So in many cases, with consistency and practice, you can both get what you want out of tricky situations. So here are four steps to help us get there. Number one, offer two clear choices and let your child pick. Now, clothing is a really easy example for this one. Two choices in this instance, or two choices in general, is crucial. More than two can be overwhelming to the child, especially if they're a young toddler. And consequently, this can diminish your power in the situation. You might say something like this. You may wear this or this. 
it's your choice. Another time I really, I, I use this pretty much daily is, okay, it's time to go. Would you like to me to carry you or would you like to walk? It's your choice. And I might have to ask that more than once. I might have to give the time for them to kind of get through what they're feeling. They might be having a moment, right? And it's, they're on the floor and they're not wanting to go and they're not wanting to do what we need to do next. So I'll give them a moment and I'll ask the question again. But again, I'm giving them some power in the situation where they're feeling powerless. They're feeling hopeless. They are not getting what they want. They are not going where they want to go. They're not doing what they want to do. So let's give them a little bit of choice in the situation. And I'll just ask them, do you want me to carry you or do you want to walk? It's your choice. I always offer that last sentence too. It's your choice. So I'm explicitly telling them that they are getting some power here. It's also important to note that they might need a minute to decide. So allow the space for them to think. And in some situations, this can even mean leaving the room. Number two, use the when then phrasing. In a tough situation, you may wanna jump to phrases like, if you don't, or you won't be able to. Instead, try and remain in control and confidently say, when you put your shoes on, then we can go outside and play. Or when you make a choice, then we can go see your friend. So when we stick with that positive language, we are not jumping to consequences that don't make sense, illogical consequences. Because I've heard this so many times when we're at a restaurant or something, if you don't stop, we're going to leave right away. Well, are you really going to leave? Like you haven't even got your meal yet and you've already ordered, right? Like if you're really going to leave, after you've, you know, allowed them to be kids and work through what's ever going on and helping them to problem solve their problem. You know, if, you, if you've already done those steps and then actually, yes, we are going to leave, then follow through and do that. Because again, your child needs to trust what you say and say what, and, and know that you're going to do what you say. And that's in good times and in bad. They want to know that they can trust you. So try to avoid that. Try to avoid the illogical consequences, the phrases that don't make sense, right? The things that taking away ice cream because they didn't put their shoes on, right? That doesn't make much sense. And if this ice cream is going to be taken away later in the day anyway, that child, that toddler especially, is not going to remember that because they didn't put their shoes on, then they don't get ice cream. Like That does not equate for them, especially if hours have passed. Number three, remain calm, clear, and consistent. My three favorite C's. Stick with it. Stay in the game. Don't let your toddler defeat you in times of tension. Maybe, maybe this is a little dramatic, but I promise you the reward of consistency with a calm demeanor is a peaceful environment for the entire family. Don't back down. Number four. Show them respect and receive respect in return. And I, I briefly touched on this up, up above, but your child is a human and your child deserves to be treated as such. And they will need help in nurturing their understanding of what is right and wrong, what is acceptable and unacceptable, what is appropriate and inappropriate along the way. And that is our job. The easiest way that we as parents can foster their growth and independence is to give them a voice. They want structure and they crave ownership. So look back in a couple of years and give yourself a pat on the back for encouraging these skills early on. Because 
this is what's going to establish that for them later on. As always, this is not a total solution. So work with what you've got. Take bits and pieces and tell me to buzz off if you want either way. I thought that some of these tips might be helpful for you to use today. Hang in there. Your child needs you at your best. Have a beautiful week and I will see you next time. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, would you share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so that we can continue to have more important parenting conversations together. See you next time.